Thanks for tuning in to Starting Eleven on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, the English Premier League, pro tennis tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon on patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Starting Eleven here on the Let's Get Ready Network. I'm Adelia. I'm here with my buddy Snark, and we didn't have as many matches this week, no. but there's always a lot to talk about with the English Premier League. Snark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing just fine. I've had an awfully busy week, uh, an eventful weekend. Turns out, I'm not as good at darts as I was last year. I lost my Vegas tournament. It's a, it's a sad oh, day. Man. A sad day. In Winnipeg, sad day for Las Vegas, I can tell you that. You get to miss out on <laughs> me again this year. But oh well, there's always next year. Always next year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with a bunch of transfer news, or do we want to start with the matches? Let's go into the matches. We can get into the, the transfer news maybe as it comes along. Maybe we'll throw a couple of things at the end here, because yeah. Uh, turns out, we should have a little bit of time. Hopefully, hopefully, again, this won't be an hour-long production for half the matches. It's also hopefully we don't not. have we also don't have Ferris on, so that'll help too. <laughs> All right, let's start with Friday's match then. Okay. Well, you know, it's a little bit of a, uh, I guess, if you want to dramatics to start your week, I guess. Uh, I think Vincent, yeah, Company, Vincent Company uh, added to that because uh, well, we'll talk about it. So couple cellar dwellers, but uh, Luton looks like if the win could actually push past Everton and take it and get out of the relegation zone. And they actually play quite well, uh, but against the run of play, it's Burnley that scores. Now, I just want to say, we're going to get into the, the other goal, into the... Uh, uh, like it's it ends in a one-all draw. We're gonna get to uh, the uh, the Luton goal, the goal that has Vincent companies very upset. Yeah. Uh, but from this play, it looks like Johan Goodmanson actually gets into the road of uh, uh, Kaminsky, and he can't make the play. You can't make the save on that. I thought that, like, if anything, that was should have been a VAR check as well. That was I not agree. checked. That was not checked at all. Yeah. Uh, Companies seem to uh, to disregard that when he went on his well, rant afterwards on TNT, TNT or whatever in England and said yeah. that, uh, uh, you know, the league's against him. Uh, you know, all these things happening against Burnley. Uh, Vincent, I don't know if you've uh, paid attention, but the officiating in the English Premier League sucks. And it it's happens terrible. to everybody. It happens to everybody. Everybody gets screwed except Tottenham. Tottenham seems to escape by. It's uh, I wonder, I wonder how that happens. But Tottenham keeps uh, skating by. But let's go into the goal that he's a little upset for. Now, 
Uh, Alfie Doughty makes a nice cross into the box. Carlton Morris gets up, heads it in. But what makes a company so upset is that he thinks that Adebayo backs up into Trafford to stop and to mm-hmm. knock him over. To me, two things. One, it looks like Trafford was looking for contact because he was not getting to that ball. No, Carlton, not Morris, that ball at all. Carlton Morris was getting to that ball first, and he was going to score. It didn't matter. Second of all, it looks like Adebayo was actually knocked back into him. Like, a company said that he takes two turns to look back. I didn't see that. I didn't see I didn't that see ever. That it looks like he's, like, the defender's coming in. I'm wondering if I wrote down who the, uh, oh, yeah, Hjalmar Ekdal. I just wanted to say his name, Hjalmar, because <laughs> how many times am I going to get to say it? Hjalmar Ekdal uh, kind of backs him into uh, James Trafford and the goal stands. Now, uh, yeah, Vincent Company. I didn't like him much as a player. I had respect for him as a manager. I guess I still kind of do. He's fighting for his club. What are you going to do? But, buddy, relax. It happens to everybody. And if it happens yeah. to Burnley more, it's because you're Burnley. It doesn't matter. I will <laughs> say not, on this. You're not going to be here long. Yeah, I will say on this, the first time I saw this goal, I was like, well, they're going to call that back. Right. And then I saw the replay, and I was like, well, he was not getting to that ball at all. So and, you can't say that he was impeded from getting to the ball because yeah. he had no chance at that. No. So I think they made the right decision in letting the goal stand. Um, Vincent Company, I understand he's upset. He's had a mm-hmm. lot of stuff happen this season with his team. Um, but this is not a call that they got wrong. No. Uh, yeah, I will be, as you well know. And as this show knows, we, as a whole, have zero problem calling out VAR. For their yeah. ineptitude, which Zero they have problem. plenty. They have a plenty. Yes. But this time I think they got it right. Uh although they I I thought, you know, they went to get the ref to come see it and stuff like that. But uh I think he he was at the angle he was at, I think he made the correct call. There's no way mm-hmm. he could have called a foul on the pitch. And there's no reason why VAR could have said no to this. Like there's just too much stuff happening there. It's a, you know, is it a classic goal? No, but it, yeah, it's fine. Like, I, like after watching the replay, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Move yeah. on. You guys get your point at least. You may not yeah. have gotten three, but you get a point. Yeah. And everything helps. You're not everything Sheffield does United. Help. You're not Sheffield yeah. United. You're not they're, completely they're out not of it They're not Sheffield yet. United. They're not completely out of it yet. Let me look at the table real quick. What are they sitting on? Um. They at eleven now, or no? They're at twelve, maybe. Let's think single load. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, they are sitting on twelve points. Right. So they're three clear of Sheffield United, and they're only four behind Luton. I understand that three points and denying Luton a point would have been big. Yeah. But that they still ha- they're still well within touching distance of getting out of the relegation zone. They're in a much better position than Sheffield United is. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not too worried about that yet, but I, I I honestly think the three promoted sides are the ones that are going down at this point. But yeah, uh, well, see. depends on what happens. We're going to talk with the uh, with Everton in a minute. Uh, yeah, but Brentford hasn't looked good either. They've looked terrible. No, but Brentford's looked terrible. They're getting somebody back soon for next week, I imagine. Uh, yep. But we'll talk about more matches. We'll talk about. Uh, 
some maybe some rumors now that the transfer window is in full effect uh, after a quick break for Justin to talk about our Patreon. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. That's patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. If you're interested in helping support the channel, dollar a month gets you into our Discord. And uh, while you're here watching this video, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It really helps out. We're sure. inching ever closer to uh, getting 125 subscribers. I think we were five away last time I looked. Nice. So we're getting closer. Very good. And you know what? Always lovely to hear the soothing, intoxicating those are tones of young Hollywood Hambone. Yep. One of my favorite Alabamans. My There's... favorite Alabaman. Wow. That is a, I actually don't know any <laughs> other Alabamans. So yes, I would, I guess, I, by default, he's right up there at the top. Okay. Now we get to talk the good news. We get to talk, uh, not flying the flag yet. Not flying the flag yet. Uh, yet. It's been a, uh, Again, a difficult season uh, for my favorite club in the entire world, Chelsea Football Club. A tough match midweek in the Carabao Cup versus Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. That was surprising to me. Middlesbrough, I believe, have 14 players injured at this time. Yeah. And still defeated Chelsea 1-0. Uh, maybe the worst game I've ever seen Chelsea play. And I've said that a few times this year, actually. It just, keeps getting, it just keeps getting worse. Uh, Levi Colwell may have been, played the worst game of football ever played in Middlesbrough. He was terrible. He's being yeah. played out of position. So, you know, you don't want to call him the worst. But I don't have a better way to describe the how he played. Uh, he should be a center back. He's having to play on the left side. Now we'll see what happens because uh, uh, second half here, Ben Chilwell came back. Uh, we need to, we'll get some players uh, uh, up to speed here, hopefully soon. Who knows? Do you remember that we have Wesley Fofana on this club? No. Have you? Do you ever remember seeing him play? I've seen him no. play a few times. We're gonna talk about how. Uh, uh, Brighton robs us quite a bit in a minute because I'm going to talk about uh, a rumor that I do not want to have happen, even though, you know, it'd be interesting, but I'll talk about the rumor. Anyways, okay. let's go to the match real quick. Uh, in my life, I have disliked teams quite a bit. Mm -hmm. The Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, the Boston Celtics. The Minnesota Vikings. Can't stand them. Mm -hmm. The team I hate the most in the world is Fulham Football Club. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. Last year, it's a stain in my memory. What happened? Losing to Fulham. A draw with Fulham. We do not lose to Fulham. It's never supposed to happen. It's an anomaly. It's an mm -hmm. anomaly. And thank goodness we righted the ship. But, you know, I was a little worried when we found out 
who the referee was going to be, our bald-headed, big-toe friend, Anthony Taylor. Uh, okay. Now we'll say the only goal scored, and let's, let's listen. The first half, maybe not terrific. Uh, I think we had the better chance. We were the better club. Well, overall, we were the better club. Yeah, we just yeah. played better. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too down on them. Uh, didn't make good with their chances. Again, Raheem Sterling. All right. Like, did we miss, like, did I miss Nicholas Jackson? Like, honestly, because Armando Broya has shown us nothing. There's nothing, and I'm so rooting for this kid. He's been with us forever. Nicholas uh, Jackson's I, at AFCON, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is Broya in more poor form than Nicholas Jackson? I'll have to say yes. And at least he has yeah, played he, like three games and not gotten hurt, which is weird. Yeah, he wasn't good in this game. No. Uh, not He's getting it like he's a big guy. He gets up to get headers, and he just misses. He misses the. He's right in front of the net. And he'll miss by three feet, four feet. Uh, yeah, just no control. I don't know if it, again it may be a squeezing the stick thing. Like I've talked to you about uh, uh, players on your squad before and stuff like that. Just in a mental state in their head where they have to do so well, and they just get so wound up with themselves they can't do it. Mm-hmm. But mm, I don't know. Um, Okay, well, okay. Let's bring up the striker thing. Now, of course, Chelsea has been linked to Osaman before and stuff like that and his incredible $130 million buyout, which is bananas. Here's the thing on Osaman. Who's going to get him the ball? Yeah. Because we play such a weird formation. Like, nowhere, it's it's not a formation played where Osaman's going to thrive. No one's going to get the ball to him cutting in. All right? That's how he scores. And he gets it done in... Italy, but over here it's not. That's not how they work. It's not how Chelsea works. Yeah, maybe, maybe things are changing because Enzo had a real good game. Finally, Caicedo had a real good game. Finally, they had a real good game together. Finally, mm-hmm. so maybe things will change. But I will say, Connor Gallagher, uh, as much as I like the kid, as much hustle as he has, how many goddamn chances do you have to take before you score? He hasn't scored yet this year. How many have to go off the woodworks for this guy? And then, well, at least those go off the woodworks. At least those are good strengths. Sometimes it's just like pushing the ball towards keepers and stuff like that, too. Like, I don't get it. I don't want to sell him, though. Like, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. We can make a, we can make a lot of money off of this kid, supposedly, because Tottenham really wants him. But as a proper Chelsea man, he does not want to go to Tottenham. So I appreciate uh-huh. him for that, too. But uh, let's, I guess we can go on to the game. Okay, I was going to talk strikers. Yeah, Osman, fine, whatever. Uh, we're linked to everyone. Uh, Ivan Tony is not going to happen. Not for Chelsea. I don't think it'll happen for anybody. I brought that up on the show last on our last show. I don't think Ivan Tony's going anywhere. I think Brentford's in a lot of trouble, and they need all the help they can get. Yeah, I agree. The if they can sell them, they'll sell them in the summertime. When if they if they're and if they're about to be releg- if they know they're getting relegated, they're going to start the process. They know they're going to have to sell them. Yeah. If if they don't, they're going to drop half of the table. Have- Right now, I could see them selling Tony in this window, but they're yep. not selling Tony in this window. They need him too much. Yeah, they need him way too much. Uh, now, the rumor that was printed by the score here in Canada maybe another fleecing because they're talking about 
Chelsea being linked to Evan Ferguson for a hundred million pounds. <laughs> a nineteen-year-old kid who I really like. Let's I like, like Evan Ferguson too. Like I said, I really we've talked about him on the show. Nineteen-year-old Irish he's, kid. He's good for a nineteen-year-old kid. He's good for a nineteen-year-old kid. With that's not what we need. You know what we need? We need like a. 32-year-old grizzled veteran who doesn't like anybody. What this team needs, and I, I was thinking about this too, Pochettino is like a therapist to these guys. He's their buddy. Who are these guys rallying against? Yeah. You, you need an enemy in the room. You need something to get these guys together. They That game against Middlesbrough, it was 11 guys. It was like they're yeah. picking they're picking flowers in the field at Ladybugs. It was terrible. They were terrible. They need something to focus on, and they could focus on their hate on somebody. That'd be great. Have a striker that just, you know, commands respect, commands just a physical force. Now, who who do I get? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm sure yeah. that if, if there is a striker like that, he isn't going anywhere, I can tell you that. Yeah, and I think one of the problems that you guys have is trying to get somebody that's that's really good, that's a veteran striker to come to Chelsea is you don't have European football. No, uh, and might not for a couple of years. Although, because of the win, because of some things that have happened, we're moved up. Now we're in ninth. I think Newcastle drops behind us, uh, who mm -hmm. have, uh, uh, again, a, a ton of injury problems as well. But even as they've gotten guys back, they just haven't looked sharp. Thought they'd look better after they got bounced from European play. They have not. So we'll see what's happening with them. Uh, uh, to the goal, to a guy who actually scores... And it's Cole Palmer from the spot. Uh, it, it was a fantastic play. Uh, the uh, the little sneaky pass into Sterling. Sterling gets yes. clipped. He jumps high into the air, and I guess that's the only way you get calls or whatever. And Anthony Taylor, you could see him drop his head when he had to point to the spot. Broke his heart. <laughs> broke his coal infused heart. Yeah, but, he uh, had to. He had to point to the spot though. Yeah, that was that was an that would have been the clear and obvious there if he wouldn't have done it. So yeah. he had to do it. So uh, Cole Palmer steps up. He scores. takes good penalties. He's getting used to it. Uh, yeah. He's he scored a bunch now with nine goals on the season for Chelsea. We might finally have a player break into the double digits for the first time I think since Diego Costa or something like that. So it's, oh wow. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, Nicholas Jackson has that chance, too, if, when he comes back. I think he's sitting on seven now, seven or eight. Anyways, he will he might have a chance. We'll see how much of a chance he has. Uh, yeah, I believe, I believe we're going to be saying with these strikers. I don't think we're going to go get one in this window at all. Um, I don't know if they're going to be looking, you know, are they going to be looking at defenders, I would imagine, Maybe just because we can't keep anybody on the pitch, which is a shame. Yeah, uh, you guys have had issues with that this year. And we're, we have strikers, but they're also young. Uh, we got uh, 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 David Datro Fofana. Uh, we we brought him back from Union Berlin. We have uh, loaned him out to Burnley. Uh, so hopefully he gets some playing time. Hopefully he gets more than, say, Andre Santos did over at uh, uh, Forest. As for Fafana, I don't know if he's actually moved on anywhere yet. Uh, I think he might still be in uh, at Cobham and stuff like that. I don't. Uh, I don't think we've moved on. I haven't noticed. Uh, one thing I did notice is Ian Madsen, a guy that we had loaned to Burnley last year, 
uh, took him back. He, uh, uh, he fought to stay with Chelsea. Uh, couldn't get on the pitch. It's just players better than him, he, with the, except for the occasional sub on. He has now been loaned out to Germany, to BVB. Uh, hopefully gets a playing time. Uh, but I think, I'm not sure, but I think there is an option to buy at the end of the loan spell. So we'll see if that does anything for him. Uh, good luck to him. If not, yeah. you know, again, uh, a Chelsea, a kid, a Chelsea kid. Like he, he grew, you grew up in the system. I'm always gonna uh, root for those uh, those guys or whatever. I'm, you know, maybe not Mason Mount. <laughs> maybe I won't rent. I won't be rah rahing Mason Mount if he ever yeah. plays, because um, you'd never notice if he played in United anyways. Because goddamn. They're not good. Uh, and if Connor Gallagher goes, like, if, if he goes to Spurs, I can't, though, right? If he, if he goes no. to Spurs, I can't. Okay. You can't cheer for Spurs ever. No, it's just to make it sense. We're, it's oh, just a we're, rule. We're going to talk about a Chelsea signing. They, well, our former Chelsea signing they made when we talk about Spurs a little later in the show. Uh, a strange one for me, but yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, Jordi Petrovic uh, continuing a fine run. Uh, how does Robert Sanchez get his position back when he's back from injury? I don't think he does. He does not. He does no. not. I think Petrovic has settled in so well, and he's looked so good. And he's had hit like he had to make some good saves. It wasn't an easy clean sheet. It wasn't the easiest clean sheet. He did make a couple good saves. I think one uh, one save in particular in the second half. I believe it was time was winding down. And I don't know if it was uh, uh, De Cordova Reed, I think, may have had the shot. And uh, he just pushes it out. He gets down, pushes it out to where his defenders are instead of just sweeping it into wherever. I thought it was a real smart save. So I've really liked the, his look. Uh, and Levi Kelwell had a much better game. <laughs> I'm going to say that. For as bad as he was against Middlesbrough, he was much better uh, on uh, on Saturday. So... Cross my fingers they can get things together. Uh, cross my fingers that Chile will be able to play uh, closer to a full, at least an hour. Maybe get him to start to at least an hour now in his actual position. Let's see if that helps. Mudrick didn't play again. Why wasn't how wasn't Mudrick playing? Because Matson can't get him the ball. Is that the problem? You got to get that guy playing. He's been every time he's played. Everyone says such good things about Mudrick, and then you don't play him. They Doesn't do. Make any sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chelsea, like people who follow Chelsea, really like Mudrick. Mudrick will be fine. He has tons of, he has tons of speed. He'll be fine. He's been, he'll he, be fine. I, I do think once he adapts, he'll be okay. But he'll be fine. He needs someone to get him the ball. He's he not the work worth the money you paid for him yet. No, he's not 16 million. But there, if we want to run down the list. Is Caicedo worth it? Is Enzo worth no, it? There's no, we, they haven't no. made you guys paid the only outrageous prices for these players that have not lived up to these price tags. It's a, they made it impossible to. They they put the price tag on them so big. There's so much pressure on them. You have to live up to. No, I agree. Million. Not not Mudrick. A, a lot of million. this. A lot of this pro. The problem with these um, players, I think, is, with the pressure, comes from the fact that these clubs just want to make a payday off of these players. Like yep. Shakhtar Donetsk did no favors to Mudrik. Uh, Enzo came from Benfica, right? No mm -hmm. favors to Enzo. Brighton oh, did they no fought favors like for hell. Caicedo. They fought like hell for that, and Brighton always bends us over. That's why I was like, yeah. no, no to Evan Ferguson. 
No to Evan Ferguson. We've done yeah. like, this happened too much. Bofana, we get injured. Uh, 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 Marco like, like, yeah, what, what, what are we doing? These clubs are seriously hampering the careers of these kids, I think. So, yeah, too much pressure, too young. There's no leadership there besides Tiago Silva, who's 39 years old. He isn't going to be hanging out with the boys and stuff like that. They all love him, but you know, yeah. he's got a wife and family and stuff like that. He's got too much on his plate at 39 and still. Yeah. Probably our best defender, for God's sakes. And who knows? I don't know why he's not your captain. To be perfectly honest, I think they want to. They want to do that whole thing where they're all growing together, and that's why they have a twenty-three-year-old kid as captain, so they can all grow together. It's the weirdest thing. Like the guys that come came in, came in from Germany, right? They come in from and not from Bayern. They come in from what RB Leipzig or whatever or Salzburg. Like they have no idea. I will say. I will say that when when Arsenal was was rebuilding the squad and everything, they did keep the captaincy on the more senior players. Yeah. Until it was like, okay, you guys are gone now. Let's put it on Odegaard. I think the thing they're thinking is these guys have been like Reese has been at the club since he was what nine. Yeah. They give it. They give it to uh, Connor. Been at the club since he was nine, where all they've known. Is Chelsea it's football? The Chelsea they, way. Yeah, they have no other way. But they need yeah. to get in. Like honestly, if JT doesn't want to come in just to just to help coach, just to be in the room, we can't ask Frank now. It's impossible. Yeah. But why not? Like Diego Costa, just bring him in. Just bring in a guy who knows the Chelsea way. Just bring in a guy that says enough is enough. You you need somebody that they can either rally for or against. They definitely need some sort of senior veteran player to come in and help. Right. But they did win this week. and uh, They did. <laughs> Haven't they won like three in a row in the Premier League or something? They, they won four in a row at home. I can't. I don't know about three in a row. I haven't really played. I'll, I'm I've just been so, I've been going through a uh, good match, bad match, good match, bad match. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll have a look. We'll see how Chelsea football club has been doing here on the uh, I love how they say like the English have some weird things or whatever like they'll say uh, Chelsea has won four in a row on the spin and I have yeah. won three in a row on the flop. This one this Just, week mm-hmm. uh, you beat Luton yeah. you beat Palace you mm-hmm. lost to Wolves Right. so that's your last four matches in the Premier League. So you've won three yeah. in a row yeah, won three in a row, four at home uh, the four at home hadn't happened in so long either. So, you know, you have to find the pauses because there hasn't been too many this year. But yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. I get to sing my song. I'm sorry. There is only one team in full. Uh, so I was quite happy with that. Now, uh, we're going to move on to Newcastle in Man City. And it was a very good match. It was very good. Uh, looks like uh, uh, that Newcastle score early on, like second minute, except offside. But on the play, they heard Ederson. Now, this sparks the other conversation with having these long offside runs because of this situation. The, the, you know the play is going to be called dead. It was an obvious offside. You let it go just in case. 
uh, and somebody gets hurt. And somebody gets hurt, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, on a nothing play. It was a nothing play. He gets hurt. Uh, he actually stick, stuck around for about five minutes or so, uh, and then he had to pull himself out, which seems to be the goalie way. You ever notice that goalie yeah. gets hurt? They stick around for like five or six more minutes. It's like, oh, unless maybe it's I'm a fine. head injury, they do yes. tend to keep the goalkeeper in there, probably because yeah. I I feel like the the backup goalkeeper is not ready to come in. I remember a game. Was it against Arsenal? Uh, maybe ten years ago or so, and Petr Cech gets injured. This is the game where he, the next time he shows up, he's wearing the helmet and never took the helmet off again. That was not against Arsenal. Okay, I couldn't remember who it was. And I don't remember our, who it was against, but it wasn't our, Arsenal. Our backup goalie gets hurt, and the guy yeah. that goes into goes into goal, John Terry. I remember that game. I was watching that game. I think we drew that game. We didn't lose it. I don't think we no. won it, but I think it was a draw. So yeah, John Terry actually spent but, time. Wasn't your backup the then Cudicini? Could have been. The Italian kid. I think it was, yeah. He was there forever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he only got to play in like Carabao Cups and stuff like that because we had maybe the best keeper <laughs> in Premier yeah. League history. But so you know, yeah. it's hard. It no, was hard I, re- to find I spot. remember that game. I remember that game because that's the first game I ever watched where the minutes ticked into the hundreds. Oh yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because all the stoppage time. There was a lot so, of stoppage yeah. time. Well, th- just uh, for Petr Cech especially. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, time. To play the game, did you know that City's re- reserve keeper is Stefan Ortega? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. That's true. Because I've seen him play in the the cups. Oh yeah, uh, into in the uh, in the Carabao cups and stuff like that. Yeah. Although, or the uh, whatever it is, the uh, cup yeah. winners cups and all this. But the, that the fact that the city's backup keeper is Stefan Ortega made me forget that until a few days ago they still had Zach Stefan on their books. Oh, he wasn't right, out right. on loan this year. Yeah. Uh, they just had him sitting there as like the third <laughs> keeper or whatever, and now they've sold him to the Colorado Rapids, which I appreciate. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get to help. you get to say hello. Uh, City gets the first official goal, uh, and it's Bernardo Silva and Daku. Back this was gets, a good move. It was fantastic. And a great pass by Kyle Walker, but just so smart. Like how to run past it and kick it with back heel it on your way by back heel. So so much skill in this goal. God damn! Like they have it back and forth. Like. They, they, when was the, Erling Holland hasn't played in over a month? I know Erling Holland, and they sell all, the, all these guys. They have all these guys, and they're going back up the freaking table. Yeah, <sighs> it's annoying. Yeah, well, Newcastle uh, then has a pretty good uh, run of a minute. Yep. First, Alexander Isak scores, getting into the box. Uh-huh. Uh, looks like Ortega. I thought was way too far out. When or when uh, yeah. uh, Isak gets the ball, and by the time he's going in, Isak gets it into the box, curls it around, goal. And a minute later, Anthony Gordon does the same thing, mm-hmm. except he does his well, uh, while under pressure, while at least looking straight at the face of Kyle Walker. So that's always yeah. kind of that is always impressive when one of the best defenders in the Premier League is looking looking you down, you're able to curl it around him and the goalkeeper to the get man it in. just made the, the FIFA Pro Best 11 or whatever they announced this week, Kyle Walker. Yeah. All those things I never pay attention to. Yeah. 
yeah, these glad handers. Let's get they, to see Pep wearing. I, I will. I will say they did FIFA's not a the best I, awards. The FIFA yeah. the best awards. Not they're called FIFA the best. I don't know why. And uh, they gave the uh, the best man's player in the world last year to Lionel Messi, and I was like, okay, sure. He had a good World Cup. It's important. That wasn't last year. Oh, what? Oh, for 23. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I guess he made the most news. He beat, he beat Erling Holland for that. And I was just like, sure. Every, everybody's in America. The funniest part of this, though, everybody from is Miami. The finalists, the finalists for this award were, were Messi, Holland, and Mbappe. None of them showed up to the ceremony. Yeah, no. Funniest Couldn't care less. Yeah. All right. Speaking of people that showed up. Yeah. Someone shows will, up in the 69th yeah, minute. This this did not make me happy. Someone who hasn't played all year. Yeah. Save for, what, three minutes? Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is back. He's back. And uh, he wasted about five minutes before scoring. Now, I thought that goal was pretty simple. And it should have been – he should have got to the – like, he should have got to the ball. But, like, Dubrovka, I think, uh, kind of blew it. But – he nutmegs that <laughs> defender in front of him. Like I don't mm-hmm. think there was any way that Dubravka thought that ball was getting through. No, there was no way. Uh, just pinpoint accuracy uh, on the pat. Like so, yeah, I'm gonna give Dubravka a break on it. I'm I can be hard on that guy uh, because you know, like his manager called him one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So um, you're going to say that, though, yeah. when you have to rely on your backup goalkeeper. That's true. I don't think they said that about uh, Petrovic. Of course, we wouldn't say that about our first choice or former first choice keeper either. Sanchez, but yeah. whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to get upset about it. I like Petrovic. He's going to be fine. Now, uh, I'm, it's just into extra time. And uh, De Bruyne does what he does best. And just a pin perfect pass to Oscar Bob. Oscar Bob makes Trippier slide through, and then he just walks to Bravka. I didn't know goal. Oscar Bob was on this team until about a month ago. He's good. They have everybody. Yeah. They have everybody. And now I the- I felt bad for Newcastle. Which I did not like. But they I felt bad for Newcastle. They had one good minute. They had one real good minute. Besides, well, besides the first two minutes where they had a chance. They had one real Zipoina good minute. Zipoina came on. They were defending for their lives and doing a really good job of it. Yes. Yeah. They couldn't hold on. But they weren't attacking. They weren't going for more and stuff like that. There's, you can't hold back against City. You have to no, push you can't. City. You have to push against City all the time. Uh, yeah. So now City, uh, from a time of vulnerability is looking pretty damn sharp again. I think they're up uh-huh. to second. Uh, I, think I don't they're, think they're... Are they in second? I believe so. I think they're uh, uh, in second with a... Yeah, they're in second. A game in hand top, on Villa. They're, they're tied with Villa on points. Right. Uh, they're ahead on goal difference. Mm-hmm. And a game. But they, they, they have a game in hand, yeah, from yeah. when they went and played the Club World Cup. Right. Because... Villa played as well. Yeah. We'll talk about what's going on with Everton first. Okay. Uh, Everton, of course, slumping again. Had a 10-point deduction 
because of breaching FFP rules by the Football Association. Now, it turns out, I guess the Premier League can just decide uh, to give you a deduction for the same the same exact thing because they're in danger now of losing. Um, I don't think they're going to actually lose points. I think they're going to get fined for this. Uh, they're in danger of losing more points for financial fair play rules, uh, for losing way too much money, I guess. They yeah. spend money not getting it in. Uh, they're building a stadium. They're doing all these things or whatever. And also being implicated, Forrest. And Forrest has actually, uh, you know, said, you know, we're being looked at and stuff like that. Forrest, who when they got um, promoted, went on a crazy spending spree themselves, only to see them kind of middling around. I don't know what their money or whatever was not, I'll say not well spent. Uh, yeah. But it is what it was. Um, so, yeah, uh, they'll be looking at the two of them. Of the two... I just don't see how it flies to to punish Everton twice for the same the same act, you know. Uh, and considering Man City still has eighty charges left against them, eighty charges. The, Try one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, like they're just waiting. Yeah, and they're waiting. They're waiting on all this stuff. It's because they have so many. Why don't you go year by year? How about yeah. you start with that? Okay, here's your first 10 points. Here's your second 10 points. Here's your third. It's not going to happen. It's Man City. Who are it's we not kidding? It's not happening. They could be uh, the best team Paris in division Bithana, team history. Oh, my gosh. Paris Bithana, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, was telling me today that if you have that many charges against you and you get found guilty, you should be relegated to League One. I was like, they're not going to do that. They won't do that. They should but have I, to play at their training pitch. They should. Um, Whatever. The, the, I just get the feeling that they're they have to give City some sort of punishment. They're just trying to decide what kind of punishment. What do you and mean? as as I read on Twitter from someone, don't know who it was, might just be someone speculating. They might be negotiating with the goddamn country that owns the club over this now because it's a you know political thing now. Bullshit. Come on, you guys. Come on, you guys. Uh, They should... To have them suspend operations for two years would be funny. And then then put them in the championship or something like that for a year. They'll come right back up. But, yeah. uh, For that many. Oh, my gosh. Uh, We talk about this a lot because there really isn't much to talk about in the match. Yeah. At all. Uh, It looked like... No. It looked like Alex Marino scores. Yeah. That was the but, foul that, that canceled out that goal, but they didn't say it was because of the foul. They said it was because someone was offside. It was like Leon Bailey was offside or whatever. It's like, well, he wasn't. Like, you guys know. You, you guys there was see. definitely the foul right there that should have canceled out that <laughs> yeah. goal. You see Langlet pulling down Dan Juma like this, and Dan Juma going, oh, that's okay. It's like, what do you want? Like, like yeah. yeah. As, a, as a Chelsea fan, I still get PTSD from the hair tug on Cucurella versus uh, uh, Tottenham that Anthony Taylor buggered. Uh, Everton Everton also scored, but was offside. Yeah, it was offside. And that was that. Yeah, and that was Betancourt. No, not Betancourt. Uh, 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 Dejuna? uh, Dekure. It was Dekure, I think. that. uh, Yeah, that scored or whatever. But uh, yeah, well, again, well offside. Easily could have blew the whistle. Uh, They did not. They just let it go on and stuff like that, which is whatever. All right. You know, it was a nil-nil draw. I, but, I do not like that rule. 
no, it was a nil-nil draw, but it was an entertaining match. Like it wasn't, you know, it was. It, it was entertaining for a nil-nil draw. It wasn't West Ham Brentford bad, which no. is one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, yeah, terrible. I just want to. I had a couple of notes about uh, some rumors. I forgot about the Newcastle match. One rumor going around is Liverpool, and they always throw Chelsea's name in. I don't believe it for a second. Mm-hmm. Looking at Bruno Guimaraes from Newcastle. I can't imagine Newcastle letting him go. 100 million. Another 100 million. Like, they think Chelsea's made out of 100 millions. I think that they think that they can just slap a 100 million price tag on everybody now, and somebody's going to come along and pay it. Yeah, because we had so many people going for hundred million. They'll in the look last at uh, windows. Todd Bully and said, "You gave that pitcher how much money?" All right, hundred million for this guy. Uh, let's oh, uh, yeah. So only the six nil nil draw this year. Pretty good for it's, it's pretty week. good. Yeah, yeah. Considering how many we're twenty one weeks now into it, twenty one and a, or twenty and a half, I guess. Twenty and a half weeks yeah. into it. Of ten matches each, so you know, not too bad. Uh, yeah, uh, let's move on. We've talked enough about Everton. Yep. We've talked enough about Villa, who blew it. Like blue, Villa, do they? Do they just get too nervous at the top of the table every time they have a chance? Every time they have a chance to go and grab the brass ring, they slip every time. It's like they get. Are they just too scared of the top four? Is that it? Are they going to drift back? Are they more comfortable a five, six seat? Because if they keep doing this and not grabbing chances, like there was, you got to, Everton had lost three in a row. Like Everton was back to being Everton. They should have won that game. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's talk about the last match of the week. Last match. Man U. Tottenham. I talk Fulham. How much I hate them. God damn, I hate Tottenham as well. This is my most hated team. I also hate Manchester United. I I hate Man United too. But yeah. Spurs. Uh, the worst. Yeah, there's putrid. Putrid. They probably smell of an old an old boot. Anyways. Uh Manu two. Spurs two. And if you would have listened to all the pundits afterwards. You would have think it was Tottenham 30, Man U 2. Supposedly, Man U had no chances at all, and it was all Tottenham. And look at the Man possession. Had, Man U had Rasmus Hoyland score in this game. Yeah. A rocket. An absolute rocket. I couldn't believe it. And, of course, it was after uh, Rashford gets dispossessed in the box quite easily by uh, uh, Odogi. Yeah. But it just, it just comes to... Uh, Rasmus Hoyland, and that's like it's. I think it's like his second goal in the last three games, or something like that. Yeah, he seems to be finding his scoring boots. (sighs) Well, somebody around, somebody around there has to. Uh, Okay, and then yeah, uh, it's uh, 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 Richarlison getting the tying goal. I think it's a Pedro Porro corner. Another person who couldn't hit the back of the net last year who has found his scoring boots. Yeah, and mostly his head, but also his boots. Uh, I did like after after the little slide use uh, celebration. He did the turkey trot. 
<laughs> to the fans for some reason. Why? Um, yeah, I have no, I have no idea. Uh, now, again, uh, this is before the half, and people said that you know uh, it was a entertaining first half, and then United were terrible in the second half. Uh, because they gave up a goal in a minute in the second half. We'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, now, with this goal, the Marcus Rashford goal, Johnny Evans starts to play. He passes it out. I can't remember who it goes to. It goes to Rashford. Rashford's in the box, and he actually doesn't get dispossessed. He scores. But when Johnny Evans scores, uh, Richarlison's with him. It doesn't touch him. He's nowhere near. Evans decides to take two steps and then flop to the ground yeah. and then sit up with his hands up like the worst thing in the world to have. He is doing this while his teammate's scoring. It's like, God damn yeah. it, buddy. Like, come on, have some pride in yourself. I get it. It's Play for United, you don't have pride. Whatever. Yeah. Northern Ireland's own Johnny Evans. Yeah, stop yeah. the bullshit. It's easy. Just stop the bullshit. Uh, yeah, it was a nice uh, uh, wall pass from Hoyland that, uh, that got... Uh, uh, Rashford in there. And then less than a minute into the second half, into the second half that Tottenham was so amazing at, uh, Timo Werner, my old buddy from Chelsea, he's back. I don't understand this move at all. He's back. God bless him. Uh, he didn't have the decency to say no to, to Tottenham. So there's one thing. Uh, but he does have a nice uh, pass to Ben Coor. Ben Coor goes in. He gets around, what, five red pylons? Yeah. And then puts a screamer in uh, right next to his like, keeper's face. Was that Onana in that? And, it was Onana in that. And then he rushes off to Africa right afterwards. For the, yep. Strange. But it's right at his head. How do you not cover up like this? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that goal goes in. Know. It was terrible, but maybe one of the worst. Like it looked like he was playing a glitched video game because nobody moved. He got the ball and nobody yeah. moved, and he's allowed it to go in. Terrible defending. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, actually, like United, they they talk about they didn't have shots or what. They had a bunch go off the post. They had lots of chances, just not on net. Like uh, Tottenham, sixteen shots. I think they had nine on net, but a lot of them were rolling in and stuff like that. Like they also hit the crossbar in one crossbar was just ringing for a while this is before the half so they ha i think they had the equal amount of chances i don't know why everyone's all up for the tottenham hot spurs but it doesn't make any sense to me uh i don't know they yeah, they uh, act like like tottenham and ange ball and all of this bullshit is so spectacular and it's just because they play a high not... line they play a high line oh my god like it's not it's not I mean, compared to the way Tottenham used to play, I suppose for these Tottenham fans, you mean give it, this give it is to amazing. One, give it to one guy and watch him go. Yeah. Give it to one but, guy in the box, watch him head it in. But this is this was not good. Um, yeah. Andre Onana stuck sticking around with Man United until the day before Cameroon's first game to play in that game against Spurs, get on a plane, fly to wherever the African Cup of Nations is. I don't know where it is this year. And it's in, then uh, it's in he, uh, he, Cote d'Ivoire, I believe. Oh, well, he didn't make it in time for the game, apparently. He didn't play today in Cameroon's 1-1 draw with Guinea. Let's see, where was this game? It's, a, it's, either, in, uh, it's either in Cote d'Ivoire or it's in... Uh, uh, um, 
uh, Ghana. I think I can't remember if they said Ivory Coast or Gold Coast. It's one of the two. Gold Coast uh, is in Australia, so. Well, the Gold Coast, there was a Gold Coast in in Africa where uh, Ghana was or whatever as well. Maybe I'm thinking of the Diamond Coast. I can't remember. I don't know. But anyways, it's right there on that on this. Yeah. Part. Uh, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Cote d'Ivoire. Well, there you go. The home of the king. King Didier Drogba. My favorite. Now. One uh, could argue the last great striker you had. Diego Costa was good, but yeah, no, no one's better than the King. No one's better than yeah. no one's better than Drogba. Uh, some quick news uh, for Spurs. Eric, we said it before. Eric Dyer to Bayern. <laughs> what is this move for Bayern? Like I think. Now I just think that they have a former captain of Spurs over playing for them, and yeah. maybe he's lonely. Maybe. Maybe no, he needs somebody. Ten thousand pound a night hotel into he, whatever. Like yeah, he's out know. of the hotel and now he's in a cardboard box somewhere and he needs a buddy. I guess I don't know. Uh, don't they re- they replace him with him. Radu Dragusin from Genoa for thirty million plus bonuses. All right, I guess he's a. Tw- I think they said he's 21, 21 or twenty three, uh, a Romanian international. Can't uh, top those Romanian internationals. Now, nope. uh, some more quick notes, uh, just on rumors and stuff like that. Looks like Arsenal can move Emil Smith Rowe. Maybe we'll see. They've been saying that in like the last two windows, and nothing happened. So I don't know. Mohamed El Neni, who you that me has been around for a while. Uh, he's been there for a while. Thomas Party, who has been I out of favor, it seems. Yeah, and Jorginho. If if Jorginho is not doing your penalty kicks and what I don't know what he has on any team, I think that Jorginho stays, especially if we get rid of Party. But yeah, someone has to be on the bench now. Uh, yeah. There's also rumors about uh, uh, Arsenal as well as Tottenham, Fulham, and West Ham looking at Mexican inter- international Santiago Jimenez from Feyenoord. It's a striker. So maybe is that the striker you guys need? I don't know. Maybe. We definitely need a striker, but mm-hmm. um, we're not going to be getting Ivan Tony or Tony. anybody with a you know hefty price tag, I'll tell you that much, because we've got to keep up with the financial fair play laws, which is one of the reasons why Emil Smithrow might go. You have to get players out. You have to get a lot of players out. Yeah, you have to grow. Uh, you have to, yeah, that's the whole thing about the academies and stuff like that. You got to grow them to sell them, grow them to sell them if they yeah. can't make it or whatever, get rid of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe is I love Emil Smith Rowe. I have an Emil Smith Rowe jersey. Um, he obviously has fallen out of favor in the last couple of years. Uh, he had terrible injury issues and came back and just never broke back into the team. And we have better players there now. Yep. Uh, yeah, if you can make a profit, he's pure profit. If you make yeah. a profit, you got to do it. You have to do it, especially if he's not playing. Now, uh, that'll be it for this week. Of course, uh, we do our predictions every week. This week, again, only five other uh, games to pick. Last week, we ended in a draw, Adelia. I did. So that's no fun. So one of us has to cut the other's throats this week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, first off. Your favorite club, Crystal Palace, takes on no. Ruddy Arsenal. You said that backwards. 
Um, I will take Arsenal. Sure. Yeah, Arsenal should win that game, especially at home. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Penalty Zeus might be back, so that would be helpful. Yes. Uh, interesting match here. Brentford and Nottingham Forest. This is at Brentford, but I yeah. might go Forest. Okay, I'm gonna. I think this is a good spot to pick a draw. Okay. Because who knows? <laughs> uh, Sheffield United at home against West Ham. West Ham. West Ham should win that game. I agree. Yeah. Uh, now, a couple weeks ago, this would have been a more interesting matchup. Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool is going to win. A couple of weeks ago. We I'd love it if really Bournemouth formed. won. Yeah. I'd absolutely love it if Bournemouth won. Yeah. I thought but... they looked pretty good. They could have They could have done something, but. Uh, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool. And finally, another interesting matchup to end the week. Brighton. Wolves. This is where I'm going to go draw. I am going to pull for a Wolverhampton Wanderers win on the coast. On the south coast. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Mm -hmm. uh, Snark, where can people find you? You can find me over on our Mothership channel. As well as you, let's get ready doing the Rewatchers Council, our Buffy the Vampire Sireful 144 episode rewatch. Uh, we will be back, I believe we'll be back either this week or very soon with the pup show. I can't wait to talk about it. And LGRN After Snark also will be coming back at some point. We're just going to figure out when. And uh, that'll be weekends on the flagship station. Yeah, that's LGRN Entertainment. You can find a link to that channel in the description of this episode. Uh, you can find me uh, on this show every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, on the Highlights channel, talking Premier League, and also on the, as Schnock said, the Rewatchers Council, and then also with Ferris every Friday night, um, 8 p.m. Pacific, talking about whatever the hell we feel like on the open table. Um, hoping to be back this week. We've both been sick to start this year so we haven't had any episodes we're hoping to be back this week and uh you guys can get some starting 11 merch if you want over at let's get ready networkshop.com nice uh until next week everybody we are out Bye.